0: This is what we have to do every time, even after a vote where people are sick and tired of the establishment, they're sick and tired of the squeezy, middle-of-the-road, squishy kind of Republican rhinos, and we vote conservatives in, then we have to fight tooth and nail in D.C. to actually be heard within the Republican Party. This is the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Yes, indeed it is. What's up? Welcome into the program. Hey, you've made it for most people. A lot of people are already on the roads traveling, man, which good luck with that. Safe travels for you on your Labor Day weekend It is going to be a warm one, and it's going to be an expensive one with those gas prices out there. So if you're traveling, then all the power to you, brothers and sisters and other as well. Welcome into the program. Great to have you along for the ride today. Broadcasting live out of the heart of the nation here in Wichita, Kansas, on our flagship radio station. We are all over the country, multiple radio stations, TV, live streaming, podcasting. However you watch or listen to the show, it's so great to have you along for the ride today. I don't want to waste any time. I was not going to do this today. I was going to save this interview for next week, but being the last day of August, which I ne- did not realize that today was the last day of August until like an hour ago, uh, which is pretty wild. But I want to do this in the month of August because August, three years ago, is the anniversary of the Abraham Accords, as you know, that was under the Trump administration, bringing peace to the Middle East like we haven't seen in a very long time in uh, in the country of Israel, in the Middle East. And on the line to talk about that, as we sat down to chat with him, he's the former senior advisor to the U.S. ambassador of Israel. He's also author of the book, Let My People Know The Incredible Story of the Middle East Peace and What Lies Ahead. As we sat down with him to talk about that three year anniversary of the Abraham Accords, the condition in the Middle East right now, and our relations with the nation of Israel, it's Aria Lightstone who joined us on the program. How are you, my friend? I am fantastic. Thank you so much for having me on. Yeah, I appreciate you coming on very much here. Before we get into uh, the Abraham Accords right now, let's talk about the relationship that we currently have. Obviously, with the transition of the administration from Trump to Biden, things have been just a little bit different. In fact, we've even seen Democrats try to protest when Israel has tried to come over and talk to us over the last year or so. But in your opinion, how are our relationship right now with Israel compared to what it was under Trump?
1: So it's it's, it's night and day, and and the the U.S.-Israel relationship is multifaceted, uh, and it starts at an intelligence level, a security level, a military level, then a political level, then an economic level, and ultimately a cultural level. Um, The people-to-people is strong. American people love Israeli people and vice versa. If you poll Israelis, 98% have a favorable opinion of the United States of America, regardless of who the president is, because they love America. Um, now, the other 2%, I assume, are, I don't know, felons or whatever else would be. I mean, it, it would be an anomaly to find anybody in Israel who does not love and appreciate the United States of America. But that being said, what President Trump did was rectify a tremendous error by President Obama when he said he was going to create daylight mm-hmm. in between the United States of America and Israel. And he succeeded in doing that. And that daylight created ISIS, Iran on a path to a nuclear weapons. Uh, greater terrorism throughout the Middle East and lots and lots of conflicts. And, and Donald Trump, uh, at his core, with, with with my boss, David Friedman and Mike Pompeo and Sherrod Kushner, of course, and Mike Pence, Nikki Haley, so many others, said there will not be daylight. Yes, we'll disagree because we disagree with everybody. If anybody who agrees with you 100% of the time is, is crazy, right? There will be people in certainly countries who will disagree, but there will not be daylight because when that daylight happens, there's a vacuum and that vacuum is not filled by Costa Rica sold by Iran, China, and Russia. And we just made that our policy, there will be no daylight in between the U.S. and Israel. And unfortunately, President Biden has taken a script out of the President Obama playbook and created daylight again. Mm.
0: It is unfortunate. Uh, I know that right now, as, as well outside of Israel, we've also started changing our policy on how we handle, let's say, the Iranian deal, for example, or how we're handling Hamas over there. And it, it, it seems to be... Uh, tightening up some of those tensions a bit, because we seem to be focusing more attention on some of those that do not like either Israel or the United States, as opposed to trying to strengthen the relationship with Israel right now.
1: This is a playbook straight out of Neville Chamberlain. Can we appease as much as possible? And it didn't work then, and it won't work now. Uh, In the Middle East, you have to be strong or you're dead. And the United States of America has chosen now under President Biden to to support some of the wrong characters, chief amongst them, Iran, just 10 days ago or so. uh, You know, we gave, we, the United States of America, gave Iran over $6 billion for five American hostages. (laughs) That doesn't make it less likely for Americans to be taken by Iran. It makes it much more likely for Americans to be taken by Iran.
0: Yeah, that is very true. Uh, Talk about the creation of the Abraham Accords, because this one was pushed, obviously, under the Trump administration, and no one thought this was work. But when Donald Trump came out and said that he would move the embassy to Jerusalem, when he said that he would create this and create some peace in that region, everybody obviously thought he was crazy because no one, especially on the other side of the aisle, didn't like what he was doing at all and thought that it would cause more tension in the area. But lo and behold, it seemed like it actually created some peace for the first time, at least more so than what we've seen in the past.
1: Yeah, and Jerusalem, Andy, you nailed it. It started with the recognition of Jerusalem as the capital of Israel and moved on to our, us moving our embassy to Jerusalem, the capital of Israel. And peace followed from there. While well, all the naysayers said that would be the cause of chaos and destruction, there would be Benghazi's all over the place. And he, by the way, is where the outsider nature of Donald Trump, Jared Kushner, David Friedman, uh, was able to trump sort of the insider knowledge. There's this thing that I describe in my book called either the narcotic of complacency or the foreign policy echo chamber that you only meet people who think like you and act like you and convince that you're correct. So this expert class has been wrong for 75 years and they'll be wrong for another 75 years. It took somebody like Trump to walk in and say this isn't working. Let's try something different. And by getting closer to Israel, peace would follow, and and it did. Uh, On August 13, 2020, Trump hosted a call in between the leader, the president of the United Arab Emirates and the leader, the prime minister of the state of Israel, and brokered the first peace in the Middle East in 25 years with Israel, Israel, the United Arab Emirates, and over the next 122 days, four additional countries followed, the Kingdom of Bahrain, Kosovo, and ultimately the Kingdom of Morocco. I, I mean, there was peace every two and a half weeks breaking out in the Middle East because of President Trump's
0: policies. Yeah, it's amazing. We're talking with Arya Lightstone, author of the book Let My People Know, the incredible story of Middle East peace and what lies ahead. He's also the former senior advisor to U.S. Ambassador David Friedman to the country of Israel as well. Real quickly, now that you're you're over in Israel right now and you're seeing kind of how things are playing out politically over there, uh, for those that don't follow much of the politics of the country of Israel, I know Netanyahu has been making the news Uh, Benjamin Netanyahu, the prime minister, as he left, he came back. There were some investigations on him. What is that situation like right now in how is he doing? Because it seems like he's been the only one that's actually been able to put together a a bipartisan, so to speak, uh, group for his committees and for his government to actually function relatively decently. But yet they continue to call him the most radical conservative prime minister that the country has seen.
1: Yeah, and parliaments are hard. You have to put together a a unwieldy coalition of people that again you don't necessarily agree with hundred percent of the time, but can you move forward a government that agrees on the eighty percent of the things that unite them? Yeah. The fact that you describe them as radically conservative, though so conservative is a bad word. Uh it's okay to be conservative. <clears throat> Pardon me, amongst uh Prime Minister Netanyahu's legacy will be protecting Israel and being the longest-serving prime minister of Israel, etc. But when he was the finance minister uh, all more than 15 years ago, it was he who unlocked the Israeli economy. So the prosperity and the and the high-tech sector—they call it startup nation central—came from his lower-case C conservative policies as the finance minister, which turned Israel into the regional superpower which it is today. So we, we have to remove from the lexicon that being a conservative is a bad thing, and and the press is coined him that way from the beginning. They say the same thing about religious. They call him conservative and religious coalition, as though either of those two things in the Jewish homeland would be a negative.
0: Yeah, Was it true that the Obama administration and probably even the Biden administration were openly campaigning against him during those election times?
1: Well, the, the Obama administration absolutely did, and it was a failure of the Republican Senate at the time not to hold them accountable. There, there was a uh, meaningful proof that this was the case, and this was sort of, you know, when everybody's fed up with Washington, the Republican Senate let uh, let the Obama administration escape by with outright interference in domestic politics of one of our allies. Uh, here we're watching it happen in real time, where President Biden is opining on what they call judicial reform here in Israel. Uh, as Nikki Haley and others uh, running for Republican presidency uh, have said, it's, it's, it's none of America's business. How a democratically elected government decides to, uh, uh, you know, move around the the margins of what their judiciary should be like. I mean, it's outright inappropriate. Obviously hurts the current sitting prime minister because the United States of
2: America is the superpower.
0: Yeah, amen to that. And I'm glad you brought them up because that was my next question is moving forward. Now, we have numerous different Republican candidates. Now, I say that in comparison here. Trump's still up near 30, 40 points above any of the other candidates. So we could see that relationship get back to the way it was When you guys created that Abraham Accords back then, but just out of speculation with some of the other candidates that have come up, we've had them talking about this relationship, including the one who I thought won the debate just a couple nights ago with Vivek Ramaswamy, who talks about an Abraham Accord 2.0. What does that mean? And would that be beneficial to take what you guys have done and take it to another level? Or do we just need to get back to what you guys created in the first place and let it just run its course?
1: No, here, here's the greatest part about what President Trump did vis-a-vis the U.S.-Israel relationship. If he shattered this last year, I, I find it hard to imagine in at least my foreseeable lifetime that a Republican president won't be even more uh, leaning forward on his or her U.S.-Israel policies because it demonstrated it wasn't just good for Israel, which was spectacular for Israel. It was great for the United States. The United yeah. States did not have troops in the Middle East at, uh, at, at risk in any form of jeopardy. We were able to help our allies defend themselves by themselves. There certainly was a debate in terms of how we should help Israel. And I'm a fan of continuing to do the aid to Israel, not because it's good for Israel, but because it's good for the U.S. Uh, uh, complex, which I think is actually good for our economy. But leaving that part aside, I think what President Trump did was he set the floor, not the ceiling, for U.S.-Israel relationships for future Republicans. And and I think there will be Abraham, of course, 2.0, and I think there will be Abraham, of course, 3.0, because this is the major
0: policies in the middle east yeah laying that foundation for it which is absolutely amazing last question for you and i know you're uh, running short on time and i appreciate it very much it's Arya lightstone let my people know the incredible story of middle east peace and what lies ahead uh when we look at some of the radical organizations across the middle east from isis to the other terrorist organizations to palestine and hamas that continue to attack israel on a daily basis Their strength right now, is it better or worse, do you think? And moving forward, uh, do we have them somewhat contained, or are they a continued cause for concern not only for the country of Israel but for future potential terrorist attacks here in the United States as we continue to have a social experiment for our military? We focus on other issues as opposed to strengthening our national defense. Uh, What does the threat look like across the world right now from these groups?
1: Oh, you 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 nailed the, the, this exactly. Yeah. They call Israel the little Satan, and they call America the big Satan. Uh, Israel is for practice uh, from the eyes of uh, of radical Islamic terrorism, and uh, and and Israel is on the front line. So we should do everything that we can, short of sending our young men and women here, because Israel doesn't want nor need them, but it needs intel and the shared defense and some of the mili- and some of the economic help to be able to have a frontline deployment, uh, you know, on behalf of the Western world, certainly on behalf of the United States. Uh, But we are, we are today because we have these woke elements in our, in our military. We've got these uh, priorities that don't make sense. And even more than that, we're funding uh, Iran. And anytime we fund Iran, we just have to understand every single one of those dollars will go to fight Israel or Americans around the globe. This is what those dollars do. They create instability they create terrorism, they chaos and havoc. And and unless we're clear about undercutting the largest funder of terrorism in the world, Iran, uh, then we don't have an anti-terror policy. And and it shows in the rest of the world knows that. This is the voice of reason with Andy Hoosier.
0: Fighting for freedom every day. This is the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Yes, indeed it is. What's up? Welcome into it. Great to have you along for the ride. It is a Thursday, the pre-Friday celebration. Greatest day of the entire week. Moving through. Thanks again to Aria Lightstone coming on the show. Fascinating conversation. Now, when we did that interview, that was just a couple of days ago. That was uh, him broadcasting in Israel, which was really awesome. And again, we were going to air that interview next week sometime, but being... The fact that August was the month of the anniversary for the uh, Abraham Accords. I thought it was appropriate for us to get it into at least a run for the month of August, so we had to air that today on that final day. Also, people are going to be gone tomorrow and traveling and doing everything else, so I wanted to make sure you had an opportunity to hear that one. If you do miss any of the program, by the way, you can always download our podcast, The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier, on any of your favorite podcasting sites, and you can see all the shows that we upload there after the radio program. Hey, I want to tell you about my friends over at Americans for Prosperity. As you know, we're still battling this ridiculous economy. If you're already traveling, you realize that gas prices are insanely expensive. Gas went up almost $2 a barrel for oil today at the end of trading. That's insane going into a holiday weekend. So you can imagine what nice little spike you're going to get for the weekend because, well, the government doesn't want you to go and travel anywhere. How dare you try and get on the roads and burn those fossil fuels and kill off humanity like that? How dare you do something so atrocious? Right now, we're dealing with inflation at near 15 to 20% overall for the past three years. We have 30% on inflation on just food alone, with another 15% that could be coming after the trillion dollars the Biden administration just dumped into the food stamp program with SNAP uh, here recently. It's getting harder and harder to just buy the basic essentials and live your life, which is which means it's time to unleash economic progress across the nation. Americans for Prosperity, they've launched their massive nationwide campaign for the summer, calling it the Summer of Bidenomics. Teaching about Bidenomics and what it actually is, which is failed economic policy. The real fact-checkers are here, and it's time to let the American people know what's really going on. You can be part of the Bidenomics is Broken campaign by letting everyone know about the truth about the economy. Whether it's knocking on doors, making phone calls, financially supporting Americans for Prosperity, or just talking about it with your friends, families, and neighbors and getting that word out, it's time that we bring some truth, reason, and common sense back into the economy. And that's what's happening with Americans for Prosperity, the country's largest grassroots organization with chapters in every state and over 4 million advocates nationwide you can be part of that movement as well. For more information on how you can help this massive campaign for truth or just to get information on to take the truth to the streets, which is important as well, find all the information online at americansforprosperity.org, americansforprosperity.org, plus you can find them and follow them on their social media at AFPHQ. Again, AFPHQ, help reignite the American dream by calling out the failed Biden economic policy with Americans for Prosperity, find him online, americansforprosperity.org. All right, when we come back, right around the corner, we are going to shift gears a little bit and get away from politics because people are already in semi-holiday mode. We have a lot of frustrating events in D.C. right now. The question I have that's been on my mind is what's who's going to be replacing Mitch McConnell? According to his office, he has now said that he is going to be talking to a doctor about why he keeps freezing for 30 seconds at a time and not knowing what the hell's going on around him. I can tell you why. It's because he's too damn old to be in office and he's not qualified to be a senator, especially the minority leader in the Senate, any longer. But we're not ready to have that conversation, apparently, because Republicans overwhelmingly in the Senate continue to support him. And we need to be holding them accountable just as much as well. So we'll get into that a little bit. If you have not heard that audio clip of him freezing the last day or two, oh, yeah, we have it and we'll play it for you. But we'll shift gears when we come back. We're going to have some fun talking about numbers. Do you know what your uh, numeric number of your name actually means? Do you know days on what it should be good for you to maybe apply for a job or to invest some money? or how much money to have in your bank account, on what days of the week that you should actually do certain things. There's a there's a rhythm to it, and a lot of the quote-unquote elites, a lot of the successful millionaires, billionaires, gazillionaires across the nation, they use this mode, and we're going to talk about it when we come back. It's going to be a fascinating conversation with a numerologist, Jesse Kelsey. We'll join with him right around the corner for a Thursday here on The Voice Reason. Lots to get to. Stay right here. Don't go anywhere. This is The Voice of Reason
2: with Andy Hoosier.
0: When Reason Meets Radio, this is The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Yes, indeed it is. Reason, Common Sense, Rationale. You know, that's just what we do here on the program. Always great to have you along for the ride, trying to cram that 10 pounds reason into that five-pound bag, trying to rebrand the millennial generation, one radio listener at a time on our multiple radio stations all over the place, plus TV and live streaming and podcasting, however you watch or listen to the show. we love you to death. More information on the website at HoosierReason.com. That's no I in Hoosier. HoosierReason.com. And, of course, our social media with the handle at Hoosier Reason. And, of course, again, you can always find the podcast at The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier on any of your favorite podcasting sites. Boy, we got so much to talk about and so little time to do it. But I want to shift away from politics for a little bit and talk about something fun. Although, a lot of politicians use this. And a lot of business people use this. And a lot of very successful people use this method. A lot of people may not know what it is or how to do it, myself included. I've tried. And I'm terrible. And for a guy who really enjoys numbers, we talk a lot about taxes and budgets and stuff on this program. I'm terrible at trying to remember all this on what works and what doesn't work. So we're going to do a deep dive. And as you may be heading out for your Labor Day weekend, let's talk about the latest and what's trending. What's trending today as we're going to step aside from the politics for a minute and have some fun with the topic of drumroll numerology. What is that, Andy? It sounds very triggering, right? Some people are like, I don't know about this. I don't know. But I'm happy to have on the program, he is an official numerologist. He has multiple books, including the latest, The Power of Home Numbers. Discover the best numbers to increase harmony and prosperity in your home. It's Jesse Kelsey on the line with us here. Jesse, how are you, my friend?
2: Hey, very well. Thank you for having me.
0: Yeah, good. I'm excited to have you on here. This is as I mentioned, a very fascinating topic to me. I, I absolutely love it. But for those that don't know what this is, what is numerology and is it something that should be very scary or wary or something weird?
2: No, no, nothing like that at all. See, The, the definition of numerology is the science of numbers. And, and uh, numerology has many schools of thought, right? There's a tradition up here in the North Americas, there's numbers number by the Greeks, by the Hebrews, by the Chinese, by the East Indians, and many other nationalities around the world. And what I practice is the Vedic tradition of uh, looking at numbers, and basically the planetary association.
0: Fascinating. So, okay, so talk about how numbers can affect your life. Obviously, there's a lot of people that tie in numerology with astronomy and astrology and how it means with the stars and how things line up. Is that what we're talking about here is uh, the, the math, the science behind the math and behind those numbers on what could be affecting your life on a daily basis?
2: Yes. So, you know, what the tradition, like a, what I practice, like I said earlier, is the Vedic tradition, because I come from the Far East and I and I find that that's just to be more accurate. So see, most people, right, when look at numbers, they just kind of add them across and say this plus, this plus, this is this. So so Vedic tradition is more complicated than that. So what happens is, um, I think the thought behind this whole thing is to harmonize energy, to balance energy, to make our lives a little easier. That is the thought behind this whole process. So basic numerology goes from number one to number nine, we all know that, and each number has a planet that's associated with it as for the verification. says one is Sun or nine is Mars or five is Mercury or six is something like that. And then so we've used it, we use this information to balance our energies, to harmonize our lives. Now I'll give you my example, right? I'm born on April the third of some year. And so my basic numerology, goes are number three and number nine, there's a way to calculate that. Mm. So what I've done is i fine-tuned my energy, my name, so my name is Jesse Clancy, that's my popular name, and that, um, with the Kaldian code that we use for this tradition, it adds up to more Mars energy. So if you look at my picture, you see I'm wearing a photogenic So I've harmonized my energy with my numbers, you know, the color of my car or the gemstone that I wear or the dates that I choose or the title of
0: my book all about numbers, right?
2: So it's, it's all about harmonizing our energies around our basic energy. So that is how we work it.
0: Wow. So I I didn't never realize that uh, that colors and uh, just uh, daily activities harmonize based on a number. How do you tell that? How can you tell based on what number comes up for you, which we can get into some of that and have some fun with it in a minute, um, on what colors to maybe dress for the day or what color to purchase your vehicle or the color to paint your home, that sort of stuff?
2: Yeah, all that. And then going even deeper, uh, the numbers on our car license plates, our telephone numbers, our bank account numbers, the our business numbers, the energy of our business, our own personal names, you know?
0: Wow. That, everything. So Everything's of, tied into it,
2: complicates it. everything everywhere. So it's it's complicated. See, like Mars, number nine, works for me. It's great for me because of my energy and my data work. But that doesn't mean it'll work for everybody else, right? It's different. Sure. Right? So I mean, your, your energy, we complete different. So what day and month are you born, if I have a quick question for
0: yeah, you? Yeah. Okay, so I was born October 13th.
2: Oh yeah, so that's very interesting. So but so your energy is pretty much shifted now very positively. So you're very intuitive, see? Your intuition is really good. So I'm so you're definitely inclined towards the metaphysics and numbers and things like that. Yeah. And and sun, which is uh, number one, you know, that's that's the primary number, which means the rising sun, you know, east is the direction. And uh, and then of course avoiding the color red and black is is a good idea. But in your case, you know, it's uh, see that your entry goes for your home wherever you live has to face the rising sun is very important. Number one can be used for you very beneficially. Even number seven is also very lucky for you. But dark colors, but you should avoid the color red or as even the color black on the car. What color car do you drive? Uh
0: well I drive a tan one right now, but you mentioned the color black and for those that watch my video stream on my show, I literally wear a black t shirt or black clothes every single day of my life.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm sure it'll look great on you, but but if you gotta uh, my suggestion with whatever little I know so if you're going to go into more lighter colors, you know, that would be even more beneficial for you and it bring you greater luck. But then another thing is this, you have to watch your breathing, your respiratory system, you know, that energy there. And then it is very important for you to give all the time. You know, this energy has caused you to give all the gift, get, gift, get, get. Like Maybe mm-hmm. some donations are helping some homeless people all the time, all the time, every week. So giving all the time. And then one number that you should avoid is the number eight and the number nine. So if someone tells you eight is a good vibration and you know stick it in your wallet with a you know with a little pack, don't do that because that will not work for you.
0: It will not work for me. So what to, if I do try to put? I've heard that before. You do the eight, or you do an infinity sign, put it in your wallet, and it helps bring prosperity and money to you. Uh, so if if eight does not work for me, what would I do?
2: No, well, no, you don't have to put anything there. I mean, your your luck is very strong. You don't have to write any number on your wallet. You just have to kind of constantly keep giving. You know, make small donations. You know. A little bit all the time. Sure, it's like Your energy is always give to get. It's give to get, you see? The spirituality is give to get, but the one that comes with you, the sun is what you are, so you're wow. famous, right? I mean, of the whole world hears your voice, right? Sure. So that energy comes
0: from yeah. that sort of That's awesome. I love it. If, if people want to look up what their number is, how do you calculate that? So there's a little calculation that I do. It takes a the time.
2: I do readings for that, right? Okay. That's a few more extra steps that I can't explain on the in this short time, but yeah, it's easy to do. And I've done it for a very long time, so I can definitely help them if they want a reading or
0: yeah. I love it. So you have your book and you'll be able to do numerology readings for individuals. It's Jesse Kelsey. You can find them online at jessekelsey.com. That's J E S S E K A L S I.com. You can find all the information for books and for readings and that sort of thing. If people want to look at it and look, a lot of people use this. As I said, uh, former president Ronald Reagan was notorious for having Someone there um, that did numerology that said, hey, you need to make this speech on this certain day. You need to go travel to this country for uh, foreign policy on this certain day. Uh, People use that for every time of their life. Now that we're going into, let's say, Labor Day weekend, uh, are people able to use those numbers to know exactly where to travel, what to do for for their weekend?
2: Yeah, it all depends on the date of birth, right? It's kind of complicated. It's not like one shoe fits all. It doesn't work like that. Yeah, but you know, every energy is different, right? Everyone's timing is different. Everyone's in a different cycle, right? Everybody's living in a different home vibration. Everyone has different names, so it's it's kind of a little deeper and more complicated. Sure. And and, uh, and these cycles and timings keep changing all the time, so it's always you know worth worth checking them out. And uh, but I but like you said er, earlier, you know, President Ronald Reagan, of course, yeah, he was you know he was. He and, uh, uh, and the first lady, then Nancy Reagan, were big into uh, um, metaphysics, as like you said. But then, I have, uh, you know, by the grace of God, I have a very famous celebrity clients, you know, here and then in the Far East, India, a big budget films are made, you know, and, uh, yeah. and I know what they're they deep into this information, because I find these, uh, you know, famous people are very insecure too, right? So they are always <laughs> hyperventilating, they can't take a chance, right? And they always want to be... On the top of the you know curve, you know. So yeah. and this system numbers are a big deal for them they, they live and yeah. who's the director the producer and the day the movie is going to be released and got everything they you know they want to be right. So and then even big business houses right, big business people, you know, your famous Indian politicians, even you know, the Prime Minister's house has a certain number in India. right? Yeah, and, I mean, yeah. And I, I mean, it's kind of pretty deep, and but it is effective. I can say that you know for sure. You know, it's a Different system, the Chaldean code in the Vedic tradition, uh, there are many styles to look at it, but i just say one thing blindly, but don't follow the number eight, you know, just, oh, eight is lucky, you know, it's not lucky for everybody, it's different, you know? Sure. It'll, it'll, some, it doesn't work for everybody, that's just one thing that I like to
0: say. Yeah, it, everybody's different, everybody's numbers are unique, everybody's, like you said, energies are unique in that sense. Are there, and you kind of referenced it a little bit, are there different types of numerology on how people break down and actually interpret these numbers?
2: Yes, absolutely. So, you know, see the Greeks have a different code. They have a Pythagorean code. See, the Chinese have another, Lucio Grid is another system. They kind of break them out and look at it, right? What what the Far East, you use the Kaelian code, is a different code, which I feel is far more accurate. And then the Hebrews have another system, you know, another way of looking at numbers. And here, the, you know, here are the North Americas, you know, they, I think a lot of them use the Greek code, you know, to look at numbers that i You know, I, I, because I've been on, on so many radio stations and so many of are, you know, in numerology and uh, and I feel that they are still, you know, looking for answers, you know. Yeah. Um,
0: yeah. 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 It, it is interesting. And, and and I'm sure, I mean, we don't talk about it a lot, at least in American society. It's not a normal part of conversation. You have to go to the specialist like yourself, like the numerologist, uh, because it's not part of the mainstream talking point, which I find Uh, kind of interesting and fascinating as well. It's Jesse Kelsey. You can find him online, jessekelsey.com, K-A-L-S-I.com. With his book, The Power of Home Numbers, Discover the Best Numbers to Increase Harmony and Prosperity in Your Home. Jesse, we got to take a hard break here. Hang on the line because I want to continue this conversation when we come back and talk about moving forward and give some tips for people if they are looking for jobs or looking to build relationships or finding that core number for themselves to better improve their lives in some way, shape, or form fascinating conversation. It's a Thursday. It's The Voice of Reason. Lots more coming up. One more segment around the corner. Stay here.
1: This is The Voice of Reason with Andy
2: Hoosier.
0: Fighting for freedom every day the voice of reason with Andy Hoosier. Yes, indeed it is. Welcome back into it. we got a few minutes left here, wrapping up the show for a Thursday. If you are out and about starting tomorrow for your Labor Day weekend, then safe travels to you and enjoy those high prices suckers! <laughs> At least that's what we're hearing from, you know, one particular side of the political aisle. But we're not talking about that right now. We're hanging out. I love this conversation. This is Awesome to me. I find it absolutely fascinating, and I really wish I could learn more about this. But you can read the book. You can get the readings from him. You can figure out how to best use numbers to benefit your life, your career, your relationships. Maybe if you're into sports, when to apply for a job, when to go travel, what kind of vehicles. Everything can come down to the numbers that break your life down. It's Jesse Kelsey. You can find him online, jessekelsey.com. You can also find his book, The Power of Home Numbers, Discover the Best Numbers to Increase Harmony and Prosperity in Your Home. Jesse, let's step back for just a moment. Last night was a really cool, really beautiful, massive blue full moon, which the next one I think isn't going to happen until like 2037 or something. So it's extremely rare, but uh, it happened on 830 yesterday yesterday. With the full moon, is there any type of uh, number um, symbolism or meaning for what "quote unquote" energies were there last night with the full moon?
2: So, uh, so it, it's it's very strong Jupiter energy opening up, right? So, Jupiter energy opening up means that uh, uh, you know Jupiter is the largest planet, so it's it's, it's expansive. It, you know, it's it's going to bring big things. So, I wouldn't say politically, but yes, from a business perspective, you know, there are going to be many opportunities now. You know. In different areas to make a lot of money as it moves forward. Um, but starting today, I'll say, to the end of the year.
0: Ooh, that's good news. I like that. If people are looking for some opportunities, now's the time to do it. How long does this go till? Until the next uh, new moon?
2: No, no, not that long, but it, it'll be very strong up until the end of the year.
0: Oh, wow. So we have some time. We have yeah. some plan. This is going to be a yeah. big, a, a big festive, I guess, end of the year bash uh, for the next few months. That's amazing. Uh, when people are feel drawn to numbers, let's say they have a lucky number that they've always used or a number like for me, number six and number 13, obviously my birthday being on 13, but number six and number 13 have always resonated. I've always used that for either like passcodes or I've used those for lucky numbers. Are you drawn to certain numbers, particularly based on um, numbers that are around you?
2: Yeah, see, see, in your case, you know you're born on October the 13th now. So the reason you said 6 is because the, the energy of the month is ruled by Venus energy, and Venus is the number 6, and that's the reason why 6 is lucky for you. But I'd say instead of 13, if you just use more 1s, in you know, like 1, 10, 19, or maybe a 37, these numbers on your passport, I'm but I'm going to make it public now. But yeah, these numbers in some form, but it has to be more 1 energy, and you find that that works for you even better. Interesting.
0: Wow. What if the numbers are, if there's any if there's any um, um, reference or meaning to having numbers reversed? For example, my wife is October 31st, so it's the 10:31. But but between hers and eyes we have the 13 and the 31, which I find kind of fascinating. Is there a link there? Yeah, no,
2: what happens is well, she's kind of stepped into, uh, maybe, you know, October and November, she's going into more Mars energy, you know, that kind of rules her. And, well, that makes sense. Uh, but, but she's basically- feisty. Yeah, very pricey. Yeah, but then at the same time, uh, you know, your basic vibration though is still the same because Sun and uh, Neptune energy, which is kind of interesting, both have the same frequency, but both are ruled by different planets. You have a lot of Venus in you, and she has a lot of Mars there. So you should
0: be, uh, you know, you'd be nice to her. Sure, I love it. Well, I you always got to be nice. You know, happy wife, happy wife, right? That's that's what it's all about. Yeah. I love it. We got just about a minute left here, uh, but as we talk about different ways to impact your life, if you are looking for a relationship, financial investment, starting your business based on your numbers, and I know this is vague because everybody's different, is there a time of year based on the seasons or based on the numbers of the year when there is a good time to maybe try and launch your business or to make a big financial investment?
2: Yes, absolutely, they are. Now, I'll give you my case, right? So now uh, that I have a lot of, uh, you know, threes and nines, like I said earlier, right? So my my frequency with my numbers, the threes and nines works best in the month of March or May or maybe now towards the end of the year, you know, the last uh, more fall season, right? It works best. And I've seen that each time, you know, I, if I attempt to do anything, you know, right in the beginning of the year, the has that strong satin, you know, satin is kind of cold and slow and deliberate, right? It never works. Now for years and every week. so I
0: know every year what time you know what month are best for me to you know start in yeah. like, so relationship. So, uh, yeah, so many ways. Yeah, so so many ways for it to impact your life, both positive and negative. It's a fascinating topic. I absolutely love it. It's numerology, astro numerology. You can find them online, JesseKelsey.com. J e s s e k a lsi.com the book is the power of home numbers you can get the book you can get readings from him find out what numbers work best for you in order to excel the best you possibly can in life jesse thank you so much for coming on the show my friend what a fascinating conversation we got to do it again soon brother Thank you. Thanks you for having me. Hey, absolutely. Great stuff. We'll definitely do that again another time. There it is. Back at it again tomorrow for a Friday. We'll get you set for the Labor Day weekend. Until then, be your own voice of reason. Be that catalyst for change. This is The Voice of Reason. I'm Andy Hoosier. We'll see you on the radio.